weren't here. He was agitated, so I brought him on. We did a little coach's corner that he's been begging to do oh, that, for about a year and a half. We actually did it. How did that go? Uh, apparently, the there was a spike is on the that, stream. Is that right? Yes. That's what the facts say. What time are we doing it today? Uh, <laughs> I don't think he can. See, that's the thing. I, I don't can't think sustain he, it. I don't think he can put back-to-backs together. It's sort of like podcasters. Yes. You know, you got one in them a week. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, the, the, the guys who beg for questions right. on Twitter? Yeah, that, that, you know. And do one day a week and rip the people who do five days. days a week. Back Those back-to-back days Ooh. is tough, man. I know. The back-to-back, that's where the big boys, they separate the men <laughs> from, the, from the little boys. It's like... Welcome to Crossing Broadcast. Uh, that was Rob Ellis. Uh, let me introduce you to everyone on the show in case you do not know. Uh, we have Kyle Scott, a.k.a. Crossing Broad. We have Russell Joy, a.k.a. Joy on Broad. And I am Adam Lefko. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Adam Lefko. Another week, another radio show that Kyle believes is taking a shot directly at us. Kyle, is this actually a fight? Do you think he was actually talking about crossing broadcast. What's up, little boys? I don't know what that means. He called. He called. Uh, called us little <laughs> boys, Adam. Oh, oh, that's right. The audio that we just listened to. Uh, <laughs> do you, Han, do you think it was really about us, though? In in, in your estimation? Uh, I do actually. I do actually. I'm not like. I, I I try to be pretty reasonable about when people will tweet stuff like, "Hey, they stole this from you guys. Hey, they're scared of you guys. They're not scared of us. Like they're they're in the radio business." But I am a hundred percent certain that the podcast he was referring to was us because, first of all, I'm not sure of any other local podcasters who continually rip on them, and I'm definitely not sure of any others that do the "Hey, ask us questions, ask us anything." And sure enough, for the last Two weeks, every time 97.5's Midday Show account puts out a tweet, they, hey, send us anything you want, and they capitalize the anything, just like we do. Yep. Great. Uh, I, I, for one, when I read the transcript, I was like, I think they're just taking a shot at podcasting in general, and I also think that yesterday, or yesterday or two days ago, Awful Announcing had the whole article about how uh, Pardon My Take is taking over the podcast industry by, by like sports industry by storm. And I, I, I think it may have been a comment on all podcasts in general, but I do think it's crazy that you have this legion of people that whenever any of the local people say anything about podcasts go, they're talking about crossing broad and it gets to us. Well, yeah, I mean, that definitely works in our favor if people hear the word, the very generic word podcast and think of us. But I, like, I'll say this and like, I, I don't, I try to be pretty cautious about saying, oh, like, oh, you know, this must be us. This must be us. All of the, the whole Radio Wars thing that I've done on site for two to three years has basically every single person who's working at WIP or 97.5 reads the site, like, almost religiously when we were doing the radio war stuff i had countless people tell me that like you could walk around the offices there and the site was up on the screen and i think that we have enough people following those places that when we continually take shots at podcasts and i continually write about the problems with sports talk radio like that actually like you know when you get un unsolicited phone calls from matt nahagian asking like hey okay what do you suggest we do and then a week later they start doing some of those things like i don't i actually don't think it's that much of a leap to say hey they're doing this i don't think it's because they're all sitting around listening to the podcast but i do think that those two those two offices exist in a climate where like they follow what we do whether it's the website or the podcast and i do not i do not think it's an accident that over the last few weeks, specifically the 97.5 Midday Show, has, oh, hey, we're mixing it up. We're going to start doing some thought-provoking topics. We're going to have four different segments in one hour. This is new. Like, they're tweeting these things, and these are things they never talked about until we started ragging on them and, and saying, hey, they should mix it up. They should do these things. And now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wow, they're doing that, and they're taking they're taking questions. They're reading mean tweets. They're Like, it's... It's a little bit weird. I'll, I'll just say that. And I, I just don't think, in the grand scheme of things, right, of all the shows to, to get upset with us, I think we've been 
maybe not effusive in our praise, but like anytime a question has come up about what show or what host we like in the city, like I always say that I like Harry Mays and I'm always like a little bit noncommittal with, with his chemistry with Alice, admittedly, but like I always say that's, that is my favorite show to listen to if I'm going to. Like I got through college listening to Harry Mays and Bruno and like John Marks and whoever else he was paired up with. So like I just think it's kind of weird and I don't, I don't necessarily like the fact that you know, he he seemed to attack the concept of podcasts asking for questions when practically every tweet that comes out of that account, you can pretty much say that one out of like every three or four tweets is either asking for questions or goes into what I like to call fanatic. Uh, you can get this trending on Twitter if you want, hashtag fanatic. And that's any time that any show, especially the midday show, says something like, Rob Bella said he would bring content to the Crossing Broadcast party. What are three things that you bring to a party? 610-632-0975. Like, if you look at that account, it's, it's every day. So I don't think that's a, a fair critique. But I also don't think it's fair that, that he would necessarily, you know, like, try to launch any kind of a passive-aggressive swipe against, against this podcast. Yeah, and look, I, I'm not, like... I, I agree. I saw that part of my take thing. There's definitely... I'll say this. I heard from someone who works at one of the two stations yesterday, and uh, I, I I won't read it word for word. Do you it was, text people or do people text you? Uh, mostly people text me. Believe it or not, um, sometimes I'm I'm too I'm just like too lazy. Like I'm not a good reporter. If I texted people every day, I could probably like get more dirt on this stuff. Uh, most of this stuff comes to me. So I got a text from somebody at one of the two stations, and I'm not going to read, I'm not going to quote anything here, but the gist of it was, and believe me, it was, it was, it's, it was harsher than I'm going to make it sound. It was, these guys really should stop, some of these hosts should stop talking about podcast. It's getting old, it's getting nauseating, they're unoriginal, and the fact that we're sitting around complaining about podcast or i'm sorry complaining that we have to sit in a studio and come up with four hours a day like this is like we sit in an air-conditioned studio we don't have it that tough we're not out there on the streets we're not laying down roofing or tar we're sitting in a studio talking about sports and it comes off as really disingenuous and annoying to listeners when we sit there and complain that we have to come up with four hours of content and oh by the way rip podcast like clearly the new medium is inside the heads of certain hosts and they're trying to figure out why do people like these so much what could we do different so um it's it's not just like rob and harry and those specific comments there's definitely a feeling in there that the notion of podcasts in general and i think with people like us or the website continually piling on those guys is starting to get to them and that's what i think you heard from rob and harry i i doubt they even listen to the show quite frankly uh, which is unfortunate because we haven't complimentary harry but there's, um, I have no doubt that, you know, a good chunk of that was aimed at, at us. Yeah, like I'm torn because like I'll see, like I know you guys sent me like a picture of like the Hickey kid and they're like going to talk about that. Like I think that's funny. Like, but it's, but here's the thing. It's how do you talk about topics? That That's the thing that I don't think we're factoring in is it's not just about sitting down at a radio uh, microphone with like a list of like 28 topics and being like, you know what? I could do seven of these an hour for four hours. It's, it's what are your opinions about the things that everyone else is talking about? And just every time I turn it on and I'm not saying this about Rob or Harry, cause to be honest, I'm not able to listen to their time slot. I'm at work at that time, but I'm, I'm usually like, listening to their to people's opinions they're like oh that team won it's bad that they won and it's just it's never taken in an interesting way um and um it's interesting because like i think that it is a lot easier to podcast i think it's a ton easier to do it three times a week like we're doing it or for my other podcast sims and lefko i'm doing it today that's one time a week it is a lot easier but what 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 Kyle you've always said is the delivery system and the product needs to match up with the consumer's habits and the consumer's habits is not to listen to four hours of radio for five days a week I, I don't know anyone and there probably are but I would say it's a very small amount of people that are really consuming 20 hours of radio a week whereas they're probably consuming like two to three hours of stuff during their commutes and that so there's just this excess of of 10 to 15 hours 
hours of radio created a week that most consumers aren't even bringing in. Right. And I think like the benefit of being live at times, being always on and live at times is good when there's a lot going on and you're And it's great for up. advertising and it's great for bringing in revenue. Sure. And, and but from a content standpoint, when there's a lot going on, it, it's beneficial to always be live, always be there. But I, I liken it. I wrote yesterday. It's, it's sort of like the problem with newspapers. The problem with newspapers wasn't necessarily the reporting, even if you don't like like certain sports writers or columnists, like generally speaking, and we're seeing this now more than ever. Newspaper reporters are, are some of, if not the best in the business. The problem with newspapers was the medium. Their business model was built on, you know, printing on dead trees and trucking that to houses and boxes every day. It, like it wasn't sustainable. And I think that's been, that's always been my point about the radio. It's not the host or the producer. Some are better than others, but it's the need to have four hours of live content. That, that it's, it's a medium problem, not just the, an individual problem. And your point about the hickeys, like I don't have a, of course, it, it, if, if they pivot and talk about other things, that's fine. But you have to think about the people talking about it. There are some co- hosts, like Angelo Cataldi, can take a topic like that and make it interesting. Uh, Rob Ellis, of all the guys on local radio, is not the guy I almost get creeped out if Rob Ellis is talking about hickeys. I mean, yesterday they talked about millennial chicks. Like, like I think they were referring to like young, like party-going bar chicks talking with a vocal fry. Like Rob Ellis is in his mid forties. What, what, what do you mean a vocal fry? Like uh, like that. I guess it's like some sort of reverb <laughs> in your voice. Kyle, can you do that sound again? Just uh, well, like here, here's what I would explain to everybody. I, when I was but Rob's in his mid forties with two kids. Like he totally he, get that, it. Adam, you could talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't. That's the funny thing is like exactly. I I don't talk about women uh, like that because it's just it's I just always feel like it comes off super machismo and gross. Um, and I t- completely see what you're saying. Um, I worked with this guy in Louisville. His name was Terry Miners. He had a five-hour radio show every afternoon. And uh, he was the most listened to guy in the city. And it wasn't sports. It was everything. It was news, pop culture, sports, all that. And I would listen to him. And, I mean, he would just spend all night before producing segments, creating gags, pre-recording all this stuff. And the show would be so filled. And what I would argue to, to everyone out there is, look, listen to Angelo. Listen to how every segment he has a toss ready to go in. Hey, it's not just stay with us. We're coming back after the break. It's... Coming up after the break, Doug Peterson should be fired by this one sentence he said yesterday. I'll explain. And then you leave for the five minutes. You go, what the fuck was that statement? It's just there's a level of quality to it that, yeah, I'm not a fan of Angelo because I think he trolls the dumber people in the city. And I think that it's low level humor. And I'm tired of how much they congratulate each other. But it's the only one where I go... Oh, wow. Like, there was a lot of thought that went into that. It just didn't sit down and go, okay, we'll do Eagles, we'll do Flyers, we'll do Phillies. And that's the only one that I really get that vibe from. Well, it's funny. I got a, I was texting <laughs> with someone uh, somewhat involved with his show, and I said the exact same thing you did. I was like, people disagree. I was like, the reason I, like, I, and I think on the podcast, we tend to be somewhat complimentary of the morning show is, Angelo has some ridiculous takes sometimes, and I think he knows that. But they produce a good four hours every day, and they're very good at what they do. Now, you may not like their style anymore, or it may appeal to an older demographic, and that's fine. But they at least have a four-hour program, and it's pretty incredible that every morning they can program. Like It's hard enough for us to do one hour three days a week right now. It's so slow. They have four-hour relatively tight show every single day for the last 20 years. And to your point, like it, it you know, they're a, a good host and producer and team can definitely make a difference. And you brought up like the part of my take guys. And the, the thing with them is like they are so unique that there's going to be a lot of people. I think you're already starting to see it. You might be seeing it in sports talk radio a little bit. Maybe some of the 97.5 topics are trying to recreate the vibe they have. Those guys are too like unique personalities and when someone said hey you're doing a podcast three times a week are you guys trying to be like part of my take i was like no not at all because if anyone tried to be like like a uh, big cat and pft they would fail like those guys have very unique senses of humor and that works for them right 
so like you you have to just you have to just be yourself ultimately and i think what you see a lot of times in in sports talk radio or mainstream media and certainly other podcasters there's going to be people trying to look at the most popular thing out there and then say how can i be like that and then that's where that's where you get um you know that's where you get these like phony the uh, phony shows that suck quite frankly yeah russ what are you doing you picking your ass no, I'm just I'm just sitting back and and having a little listen, Adam. This is so okay. So for the people out there, we I hope our audio sounds good. We've been using like different things. We use Skype for a little bit. Now we're using this thing called TriCast. So I can't see Russ's cute face, and so I don't know because usually when Russ is going to talk, like his entire face lifts up, and now I can't tell. I just, it, you, know, you know what, I've, I've decided that sometimes it's good to just let the show breathe a little bit. I'm not going to throw in a needless nonsense. Russ is letting the commenters get to him. He's overthinking it. He's Russ, squeezing yeah, it back. Russ, you need to stop listening to the commenters. Are you upset about that one last night? Wait, Do which one? talk it out. Which one was that? You know which one I'm fucking talking about. The one that you retweeted oh, and put into oh, the yeah, Slack yeah. from 69goat69. Yeah, it's a good tag. It's a good handle. Hold on. It, it was nice. from 69goat69. Dude, you better not be upset about something that someone that dropped a double 69 in there said. I said Is that I, offset? I, yeah, okay. I put out my thing for questions, and they responded. Any consideration to give Russ the boot? And the uh, yesterday, we had some, someone said this was last episode was my least favorite episode because Russ talking for soccer for twenty about for twenty five minutes was uh, was overboard. And I think I think they're inside your head, Russ. I think they're inside your head. Get them out of your head, Russ. You know what? I, I think I'm I think I'm becoming the fanatic. I think people have now laid eggs inside my head. They're now starting to hatch. Uh, yeah. Well, what they were talking about, they were talking about it was it was supposed to go to the Oklahoma City Thunder Twitter account, not crossing broad. Okay, any consideration to give Russ the boot? Time ah, Westbrook. Oh, well I feel done. better. Or it wasn't the Seahawks with uh, Wilson? No. Okay. Yeah, that was. I saw a, cl- a clip yesterday on um, what was it, Charlemagne the God's uh, radio show, where Michael Bennett said that he blasts future in the locker room, which is just cold blooded when you are married to the baby mama future, uh, Russell Wilson. I don't know if you guys know that. I don't know how. I had. I honestly have no idea. Other than Russell Wilson in that last sentence, I have no idea who any of those people or things are. You As the know, youngest okay, person, so let me go, let me go through. Let me just play a quick guessing game. Crossing broad, uh, Kyle and Russ. All right, who is Charlemagne the God? Charlemagne have, the God, isn't that the? Um, hold on, the something B, isn't that he's is is he the one that like uh, curses no, sports that teams? Is, that is oh, the that, rapper. That's the rapper Lil B, the based God. Oh, the based God. See, Charlemagne the God is the oh, most, too many. Is there the, are too many gods. This is a polytheistic right. uh, radio rap game. Char- radio host? Yeah, I just heard you Google, you cheating fuck. No, I didn't. No, I yes, didn't. he did. I, I con- he I had, no, certainly I picked, did. I picked up on context nope. clues in your original nope. statement. So I'm all Char- about the context clue. All right, so Charlemagne the God it. is uh, the most popular radio host in New York right now for 105.1, and he has had some crazy... He is very uh, antagonistic with his interviews. Uh, second one, do we know who Michael Bennett is? That one's a Yes. Come football on. player come on Russ. yeah the defensive defensive end right for the defensive seahawks. lineman for the seattle seahawks school and future future is a rapper hey and and russell wilson is married to sierra perfect and sierra had whose baby well you already said futures perfect i just want oh, if you would have God. said charlamagne the god's baby i would have died <laughs> wait what, I th- what isn't sierra like a virgin no, no. What? She had a baby with Future, and then she just had a baby with Russell Wilson. I'm, I I'm sure at Russell one Wilson point, were, she no, was a, Kyle. A she she had Future's baby, and then she and Russell wait. Wilson decided to go abstinent yes. until they got married. Wait, Kyle, changes. Kyle, wait. for the the guy Pause. who runs the blog in in Philly that that covers all this gossip, how are you the least informed on this? This is well. Question. First of all, this is the problem with being so provincial, and like this is why I'm always interested in Adam's takes because the stuff that people care about here, and when you're in this like little environment, and sometimes I feel like I get too caught up in the bubble. I, 
I, yeah, our algorithms I, of content are vastly it, different on they our social are. media platforms. But I was, I was on. They really are, and I was under the understanding that Russell Wilson and Sierra were remaining chaste until they got married. And you're sitting here telling me well, that did. Sierra had had like been blown apart by a rapper while Russell Wilson was Whoa. here like holding his virginity in a box. That was a weird use you, of phrase right there. Some of some of your imagery is just. So absurd! It is so well, off I, the wall. Well, it's, you know, but it's not, like guys. Let's sit here and imagine rapper sex. No, like, I'm no, sure it's no, not like docile. No, you know? no. Hold on. We just literally talked about how when Rob Ellis talks about millennial girls and has a wavering voice, it's creepy. And you just compared rapper sex to blowing <laughs> up. Uh, I'm a good 14 years younger than Rob. I'm I'm a little more with it, as they say. Uh, actually, I'm probably not. Oh my God. You just you just Ellis <laughs> yourself, that man. Like with it, you are totally. Not with the next it. thing he's gonna say is like, "Oh, I'm pretty hip." I'll tell you that, Sonny, you whippersnapper. So Kyle, I'll, I'll thinks tell you what, he's having hip. a kid. Having Kyle a kid, thinks like, he's hip. Give us you. the three people in your life that think they're hip. Six one zero six five three seven two. No, six three two. All right, we're gonna we're gonna all, all I'm saying all I'm saying is I feel like I feel like we needed a better verb than uh, you know lost her virginity with with the rapper Flash. Yeah, the or word whatever, the future, word is deflowered. The deflowered would have been a good one. If I had that on my tongue, that's, I would have used. That's a it. I think that's a much more acceptable term. Yeah, you compared it to the Wiley e. Coyote TNT skit. <laughs> Which is just out of this world. Speaking of out of this world, uh, that's what the NBA draft party is going to be at ladder what, Kyle? It'll be at ladder 15. Ladder 15 next Thursday night. Grab a beer, grab some excitement, and come to ladder 15 where Kyle Scott and Russ, are you going to be there? I'll be there. Russell Joy are going to just blow your faces off. (laughs) Um. Talk about it, Kyle. <laughs> it's funny because I was going to say our sales guy, not for that party, but for our next party, is considering getting promotional models to go around and sell merch. Um, can you just, keep it? Can you like be respectful to these people? Oh, I am. I'm. I'm a. I'm a butterfly. I'm the most um, respectful. No one has more respect for people than I. Yeah, excuse that's, me. That's excuse basically me. what I'm, I was going to say, and then I realized that was going to come across as Trumpian. Not even. Um, not even true. Very uh, upsetting. No. So. Party details. Uh, it will be Thursday, next Thursday night. Uh, when did you decide to do this? Like two days ago. So, so here's what's happened. Uh, we got it. We got a sales guy uh, working f- with us uh, on the podcast, and he's also working with me on the website. And we're going to really start to ratchet up. Um, you know, both our direct sales efforts to have. You're going to hear some sponsorship reads on the show. Um, but what we find, and what I've always found, is especially with local advertisers. They don't just want to take out an ad on a website or a podcast. Uh, they want to do something a little bit unique. That's what works nowadays. Putting up a banner ad is not not the way things uh, not the way things are going. So um, we're trying to we're going to see a lot of sponsorships that are you know kind of part experiences. So when you take in this ladder 15 party, um, we want to do things where we're not only telling you about like local businesses or bars or whatever on the website, but we're actually going to do some events, game watches, parties, maybe even some trips. So started working with this guy relatively recently, and uh, he's like, "Yo, we should do a draft party. There's not a lot going on this summer. We're not going to have a lot of opportunities to the fall. Uh, let's see what we can do." So uh, we got Ladder 15 on board. So we're going to throw this uh, this party. It's a little bit last minute, but uh, I think we'll have a pretty good turnout. Going to start at six next Thursday. Going to go until the draft is over. We have the we rented out, have the entire upstairs at Ladder 15. I know a lot of you. I know my picture of Ladder 15. I haven't been there in a little while because I'm a, an hour away in the suburbs with the yeah, kids. What's but, Ladder uh, 15 like? So yeah, I mean, like I think a lot of people's picture of Ladder Fifteen is that it's you know the bar you go to on the weekends and it's jam packed and you just get shit faced. That that was certainly my picture of it. Um, but uh, from what I hear, they have a huge upstairs. It's excellent for private parties, and that's what we're doing. So we have private party, three large TVs, sound full on the NBA draft. Start at six o'clock. We're gonna have two options for people. Uh, one is a thirty dollar cover, and that gets you a two hour open bar. Uh, that $30 drink. for two hours is like for New York prices, that's like two drinks. Yeah. That's so you could, you can, uh, you could go balls to the wall for two hours and, uh, and you won't pay a dime more than the $30. Uh, 
If it's a Thursday night and you don't think you could drink $30 worth in two hours, that's fine. Just be a $10 cover and then we'll have $5 domestic specials and of course we'll have food and stuff upstairs. Uh, you reserve any of those tickets ahead of time. We're going to have our apparel there, lots of trust the process gear. You'll get, uh, you'll get 20% off on any of that stuff. So it's going to be a good time. I don't know what the turnout's going to be like, but um, judging by the feedback I got on a few tweets, we're going to have a pretty good... Uh, pretty good crowd. Russ and I will be there. Uh, We're going to do some sort of podcast component, whether that's recording live right after the Sixers make their pick or uh, recording our feedback and incorporating it into the show for the next morning. Just got to figure out the equipment. We might have uh, some guys come and help us out with the equipment since it'll be loud there. So come out to the draft party next Thursday, Ladder 15. I'm going to post today, Wednesday on the website about tickets and details. Uh, but if you don't get them ahead of time, space is limited, but we do expect to have some uh, availability at the door too. So if it's a last minute thing, you could definitely try and come out. Shouldn't be an issue. If it is and we sell out tickets online, uh, I'll mention it. Be sure to mention it next show. I need people to actually come to this as well because Kyle and I have never actually met in person and I, and I believe his wife is going to be there. And if nobody shows up, it is going to be the most awkward third wheel ever because then i'm also going to feel like i need to buy a shirt <laughs> so uh can i get some people to go out there by the way when i heard you ladder 15 yes yes so by the way when i first heard ladder 15 uh, i'm gonna give you a schuylkill county coal region anecdote on this one um it reminded me of as, as a child many of the places that you go for like yings and wings is uh, is a firehouse so like for a second and by the way people where i grew up would call it the hosey because it'd be like fire hose like 56 or something they call it the hosey and so i'm sitting yeah so i'm sitting there picturing uh walking into some place that looks like a fire hall like passing a fire truck and like and like at the end of the night you slide down a pole to like get back to your car and then i looked at the pictures it's not like that at all so that's like that's well, it pretty, used to be an old firehouse, so I, I do think there's a little truth in the name. I don't think they just yes. stumbled upon that. But wait, I'm excited. Yings and Wings, is that, that, is that a Pottsville Have you ever heard thing? that before? You've never heard that? Or? Well, not no, from Pottsville. Have you, All I'm going to say, Adam? Russ, is don't go up to Kyle's wife and be like, man, Kyle says some weird stuff about women. Like, <laughs> he, he listens he really, to the podcast. Be okay. like, you would not hey, what's believe. what's up, Kyle's wife? How you living? It's like, you would not believe how he attacked a, uh, a beat reporter for 10 minutes on an entire podcast. She You're should be like, oh, married, no, I get married it. To a sexist, me alone. I'm eating just... wings and yings or something. Guys, I no, can't believe you've never heard of this me... before. Yings and wings, I'm, they, this, all, all, this even goes down to Westchester. So, like, y- yings and wings, it's, it, it's like you go. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, lager and wings. Lager and yeah, and it's cheap nice. and it's and it's a lovely, like, that's good for quizzo. Yings and wings is a really cool uh Way to shorten words. What are three words that you like to shorten? Let us know. Six one zero three three two. But Tom, wait. Did... Fun story about my sexism. My, no. Uh, no. What? That's a no. weird sentence. No. A few no. years ago, someone accused uh. me like I, of writing something on the website that was sexist or whatever. Uh, a, a girl, and my I think my wife went on Twitter and called her a bitch. So um, she's in. So she's an enabler. <laughs> she's an enabler. <laughs> Um, so but you it's actually, funny. I think most people are probably just reeling from the fact that uh, none of the three of us have actually met each other in person thus far. Yeah, no. We're, we're like working it. on it, guys. I feel, I feel really safe. <laughs> as soon as we cross that boundary, it's all downhill. Adam yeah, it's doesn't one, want it's to one, this. It's one thing for Adam to say that he looks at my beautiful face. I don't know if I... I don't know if I want him to to be exposed to it in, in real life. In real In real light. Um, did we talk about the changes in po- podcasting and how Apple's going to release statistics on Monday? I forget. Uh, I yeah. think, yes, we did. The only reason For I, yeah, second. we did. And we talked about how all the podcasts, right. I just, man, I'm really curious. You were just talking about advertising and how integrating like all this stuff and your sales guy and all that. And it's, it's going to be interesting to hear how these podcasts do it. So we already talked about it. So we don't talk about it again. Um, what was? Did you guys want to go to flyer stuff, or do you want to get to some of these random fire questions? Uh, um, do, do the flyer stuff. Russ, uh, Russ got a specific question, so let, let's see. Let's see if we can. He can get it without uh, without boring people. The, with was the specific talk. question? Hey, you going to talk about flyers? <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit like slightly more specific than that, but yeah. Uh, 
All right, well, Russ, so, boil it yeah. down to what is the I, number yeah. one thing that a Flyers fan like myself who hasn't been paying attention, the draft is coming up, and there's all this off-season off stuff, what is like the most important thing going on right now? So last week the Flyers signed uh, Shane Gostisbehere to what was reported as a six-year, $27 million deal. Um, the NHL expansion draft is coming up, in a, I think, next week, actually. Um, where Las Vegas, the Golden Knights, are going to be, you know, essentially drafting uh, an entire team made up of all of the other team's players. Um, there are certain restrictions that go into it. Uh, guys with two years or less of NHL experience can't be drafted. Um, the teams, when they're protecting players, are given two options. They, so there was a legit chance Ghost Bear could have been one of those guys? No, because they would have protected him, but by signing him to an extension like they did, they made him ineligible. So they don't actually have to protect him now. Um, so I, this is kind of how it breaks down. A team uh, can protect 11 players, 7 forwards, 3 defensemen, 1 goalie, or 9 players. They can choose to protect less, but then be able to pick any variety of eight skaters and one goalie. Um, a, a while ago, it was talked about the fact that like the Flyers had technically signed Neuvert to a, a new deal, but that potentially they could leave him exposed um, because they can only protect one goalie. Mason will be gone, so that leaves the protection between Neuvert or Stolarz. Now, Stoli, the goalie, has been a guy that's been highly you know talked about as a prospect, who's never really cracked the lineup, but you would think... Wait, that another th- Flyers goaltending prospect who's been highly talked about by the fly- by hardcore Flyers fans so, and hasn't materialized? I, so I like, can't I, imagine this. Like, I, I can't see them not protecting him, which would mean that Neuvert would be exposed, and La- Las Vegas's general manager has been effusive in his praise of Neuvert, so there there's a little bit of, of um, I don't know, a little bit of fire with that smoke. Um a, a weird thing that was brought up yesterday is that Marc-Andre Fleury will, will likely not be protected by the Penguins, and the idea that um, that Vegas might actually draft him, but then they could theoretically take Fleury and then peddle him off in a trade to potentially the Flyers, which would be almost the inverse of the Mark Streit deal that happened at the deadline to Tampa Bay, who then flipped him to Pittsburgh. You'll never deal with your direct rival, but it would be weird and I don't think I'd be too thrilled with the Flyers getting flurry. So to recap, uh, most of, of your favorite players are going to be protected. Um, most of the young prospects are are protected Who's from like, like, could being they drafted. steal like like a Simmons or anything like that? Uh, no. So that's one of the the other protections. So a guy who has a no movement clause. Um, we just passed the deadline. So uh, who's the biggest guy on our team that could be taken? At this I moment, Noivert. No, uh, it's great content. I don't know because I don't know because they're they're the way that they're going to protect guys. It's not like they're going to leave Voracek open. You, you could see like a guy like Michael Roffel get taken if if you're a big Roffel fan. Who you could get, theoretically yeah. you could theoretically see like Scott Lawton get taken if they don't protect him. All right. Um, Simmons has a no movement clause. Fip, uh, Filpula has one. Giroux has one. They can't. They can't be taken. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it really depends on if you're really high on Neuver. This is the one good time to have a shitty team, huh? Yeah. I mean, they they don't. A lot of their youngest guys, like I said, are are not really eligible to be taken. So you might see like a Matt Reed if you've been a fan of him. Matt Reed, I, no I wouldn't protect. Matt Reed. I got. I wouldn't protect him, but it, it will be interesting. I think they get to. So here, they kind of run I'm, wild. Here, they can only take one player from each team. So CSN tweets the other day. This is where I can put it. Like CSN tweets the other day. Oh, the, by by signing Gostas Bear to a long term extension, the Flyers avoid the possibility that he's going to go in the expansion draft more or less. I forget their wording. That's simply not true and misleading, right? Like I know you're talking about there's there's different qualifications here, but on no planet were the Flyers going to expose Gostas Bear, right? Like why why? Am I missing something here? I don't think so. I th- I think it just comes down to that might mean that they then do not have to use one of their protected slots on Goss Despair, where he yeah. actually could have theoretically been left unprotected, or they would have had to use one of their protected slots to to save him. Now, if there's somebody on Twitter who has a much more thorough 
you know, go down the rabbit hole kind of understanding about that, let us know. But but to my knowledge, that's that's how that works, and that's Russ, why they, who, who they do, signed who to the extension. Who winds up getting taken, in your opinion, if you had to pick pick someone? Top. Guy. I think there's a decent chance that Neuwirth gets taken. Just because, Fine. just because Vegas's GM has spoken so highly of him, he has okay. like a three million ish cap hit. Somebody would would probably argue that the Flyers signed Neuver to a to an extension. I don't think it was long enough for him to um, to avoid you know being exposed. So I that would be a guy I think you could see go. Maybe a, a team takes a flyer on Michael Raffle. I I don't see. Speaking you know, of. Wild. Uh, Speaking of events and experiences, podcast and website-related events and experiences, a trip to Vegas would be something else. That would be awesome. Dang on that out there. We could all meet in Vegas. Now, that would be that would be something. So Kyle was, wants to go to Las Vegas. What are three cities you would like to go to? 610-632. So that was uh, good content. So is this question from at Kissman. Would you run on the field pantsless during the fifth inning of a nationally covered Phillies game at Citizens Bank Park for a hundred grand? I love Kyle these. would. Kyle would. Uh, Kyle doesn't. Kyle doesn't like to wear pants, and he the makes more references. Is, Kyle, for you, so you'd be banned from. The question really is because they're never going to show you, but you're going to be on. Like you'll make it on Instagram, but they'll never put you on TV. That's why the nationally covered thing doesn't matter. They'll never show you. But for a hundred grand, is it worth being arrested with your pants off and never being allowed into the Philly Stadium again? But for you, it would also be really good for your website. See, I don't know. If, first of all, I like your observational skills on the nationally covered thing. That's that is next level analysis. You're not going to get from everyone. Yeah, uh, so it's, well not gonna be, it's not going to be. It's not going to make it on TV. They're not going to uh, show you. No, but I think the website. I think the website makes it worse. If I'm just some random guy and a few people IG my junk, um, not that big of a deal. But with the website, I'm going to see that picture every day for the rest of my life because every time I tweet something someone disagrees with, someone's going to send me a picture of my junk. And quite unless, honestly, unless you feel really confident in it, well, and that, that's where I was going with this. Um, it really depends on the time of year. If I'm running on the field in like an early April night game or a late September or even October, a playoff game, then I'm probably not going to be feeling that confident. A little cold out now. You go on the field in a July day game, maybe I'll take my chances. Um, I don't know. I like I like these. I don't know. Hundred thousand dollars is tough because you're gonna have to pay a fine for that. You're not just gonna get the the token like two thousand dollar fine for running on the field or whatever it is. You're gonna get you're gonna get public indecency, lewdness. So to avoid jail time, you're probably getting. You do that without pants on a nationally televised game. You're probably getting. I would say some sort of community service and a pretty stiff, at least ten to fifteen, maybe a twenty thousand dollar fine. So you take a hundred thousand dollars. Let's say you lop off twenty thousand in the fine. You're left with eighty thousand dollars. Now you got to pay taxes on that. Just call it twenty five percent. So you're already down to sixty thousand. No, no, that's tax free. Hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Like, the, um, like no one's like going through the government. Like this is some guy like putting a fat stack. Nah. See, I think if you asked me, it, seven years ago, me, yes. But uh, married with a wife and kid, no, that's uh, that's not enough. Uh, I, Fine. Because that's not like that's not even that's not even like that's year changing money. Decent, that's not life changing. Exposure. Money. Indecent exposure leads you to be registered. I think as a sex offender. Yeah. So uh, that that wouldn't be worth it. Mm-hmm. For any amount of money. Like that, no, oh, man. that's awful. All oh, I wanted to hear is some if you'd let your junk fly, if you'd let your chooch run the base path. Well, what about you, Adam? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> to, what, what's your price? What's your price? I, I don't think there is one. I think, oh, come uh, on. To running with my, my junk out at Citizens Bank Park? No, I don't think so. That would end Adam's career. That would be almost like yeah, I'd have to cursing learn how to out. Do a, other that would things. almost be like cursing out the police outside of a comedy club. Yeah, but that's why saying, a "Do you know who everything. I am?" If if you do five million dollars, then you don't need a career. Uh, Lefko makes that in one year. Yeah, Lefko like because like, please excuse me. If I was yeah, we don't know what five Lefko mi- makes. Yeah, if I was making five million a year, I would not be out with y'all. That's for sure. If I was making five million a year, I would not be doing much. Um. Uh, man, I'm looking at all the other questions. Would you trade uh, careers with Rob Ellis? Go eBay Johnson. I like eBay Johnson. eBay Johnson, 13. Russ does not like this question. 
What's the question? Can you create a starting five out of players currently NBA that didn't play in the finals that would beat the Warriors? It's not that I don't like the question. I just feel like we kind of covered it with the the Olympic thing before. I think we did too. It's like it's sports talk radio. I like the Shorehouse one better. Yeah, I I do too. All right, Nick. Fr Doylestown spelled without an e, so I think it's Nick from Doylestown. What five Philly sports figures would you want to live with in a sure house? Uh, are we going current or all time? Because Pat Burrell would have to be in there. I'd say yeah. current. Well, I was thinking. Well, current's tough because no one gives a shit about basically anybody. So I would say we pick a year and we could pick any players from that cross. Like, so we can't pick players across time, but we could go by a year. So let let's call it. 2010. Oh man, I was hoping we'd go like 20, like 2004, because then To was eligible. To would be. I don't know. You talk about dong everywhere. To. Do you guys know so that Kyle, I? I'm so one that's of the... a big. That's a big thing for you in the shore house. You can't just have random, random people's pants off. Do you guys know I'm one of the few people who has uh, To's uh, Skype dick pic that is is not been publicly made available. Why do you take it to some of these places? Why? Uh, uh, well, you brought up uh, T.O. and we're talking about Dong, and this is yeah, like a, no, this no, was, we were, were talking, talking about, about we were Dung. talking <laughs> about <laughs> taking about going to a shore house with Philadelphia athletes, and you are fixated. His first well, thought was, oh, T.O.'s going to walk around with his pants off." <laughs> As someone with T.O.'s Dong on my phone, something by the way that T- T.M.Z. T.M.Z. had posted about its existence, but claims they weren't able to get their hands on it, and it is sitting in my iPhone with a thumbs reach away. I'm both proud and thought it was a relevant it was a relevant topic. Uh, let's just wrap no. that segment up with one. Uh, what adjective would you give the picture? Uh, expected. All right. All right. So, so the short house. Go, All right, so do, the short house. Do a little draft. We'll do a little draft. Five okay. Philly of any era because 2010. I don't remember who was on half these teams. Uh, <sighs> so any era, Kyle, you get the first pick. You're going on the shore. You're bringing who? Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter. It, what's your reasoning? Come on. If I need to explain to you my reasoning, you're not even going to get it. Jeff Carter. No. First yeah, of all, he like- has the shore house. He's got he's got a bay house in Sea Isle. So we're going to his house. And from about 2007 through 2010, I mean, the, the level of, of slaying that was occurring at that house is, is so just So Kyle historic. is showing his true colors that the number one factor that he's weighing into this is the women he's go, the person's going to bring. And I'd like to point out that about 15 minutes ago, Kyle did admit that his wife listens to the podcast. That should be an interesting conversation over dinner tonight. You know, I'm, I'm he, must just be, a, he must be he must feel very secure in his marriage that his wife knows that he's not serious. So what's funny is Kyle. So when you heard Shorehouse, you went back to being like 22 again. You were like you were like I'm trying to live that Sea Isle crazy, getting a barnyard and and hitting up the club life. Uh, you guys crapped out on me there, but all I'm saying, if you're putting together a shore house, I assume you're going for fun here. Like we're not going for a knitting club. So if we're going for a shore house, I'm going, uh, I'm assuming this is like, you know, completely life agnostic, uh, you know, singular, single bachelor era when this is why I said, you know, like 2010, what are you doing? I'm going Jeff Carter. Uh, Jeff Carter is going to throw the best shore party bar none. Right, so, Russ, Russ, Kyle went Jeff Carter. Who was your first pick? He's the Markel Fultz of this draft. I I would want to go with Ilya Brizgalov because I think Brizgalov would bring so much life to a party and at the same time you could sit and just have thought-provoking conversation. Um, I think it'd be really cool at night. You're going out, you sit outside, get the tiki torches lit, listen to the ocean coming in, and then listen to Briz talk about the universe and look up at the stars. I feel like that would be the perfect nightcap to, uh, to your weekend at the shore. Okay. Uh, my my first pick is um, it's someone that I'll take first in any Philadelphia draft we do. Uh, it's Brian Dawkins, and it's literally only because it's Brian Dawkins. <laughs> I'll make a more educated pick the second time, but Brian Dawkins is getting picked first uh, because it is a snake draft. Uh, I will go again, and uh, my second pick uh, in the 2017 Shorehouse uh, Palooza. 
is uh, I'm, I'm going to double down on stars. I'm going Allen Iverson. I think we're missing the boat here, guys. Uh, Allen Iverson down the shore is going to be incredible. Uh, he's going to bring all of the extracurriculars that we're going to need. And uh, no one cares about Jeff Carter's party when B-Doc and AI are over at the Lefko pad. By the way, I, like the, I do like the dynamic of B-Doc getting in AI's face about uh, becoming more prepared. Yeah, Brian Dawkins is yelling at AI for not picking up his clothes out of the living room, and AI is calling Brian Dawkins a square because he's always making omelets with egg whites, and AI just needs that yolk. Uh, our mornings, now, Dawkins, our mornings after are going to be lit AF. Yeah, because I could, I could see like the whole house is trash. Like Iverson trashes the house. The next morning, Dawkins Dog's wakes up, up and like Dawkins wakes up and like puts on his helmet and like knocks down the door and like does the crawl out kind of thing that he did from the tunnel yeah. and he's like he's like who left this mess who left who left dishes in the sink why did you open up that new tropicana when we had a perfectly good tropicana and then ai is like we in here talk about pulp oh sorry we got a we got an ambulance going by in new york <laughs> All right, so Russ, you have your next pick. You already have Ilya Brzgalov, so you immediately have the creepiest house on the block. Uh, who's your second pick? Go, we, go all in. We, go are all we in. Each, are we each picking five? Or no, let's, let's do three. Go, let's, let's do, do three. three. Yeah, go. Uh, can you skip me for a second? No, like I, that's how drafts no, work. On the I wasn't spot. prepared. Uh, can I trade for five and ten? Um, I guess give me... Uh, give me give me Christian Pulisic. No. Kid's 18. What is wrong Yo, with you're definitely you? taking Jim Eisenreich. What? I don't even know who... No. You no. need to know who Jim Eisenreich is. Oh, my God. I can't talk uh, to you. Oh, my God. Uh, that, okay. All right. So we're if we end Russ. up doing... I'll, no, we're no, no. We're not Russ. skipping Russ. If we end up... Our next live show, so whether it's Friday, I don't know if you guys are doing it Thursday or next Monday, we are going to do a does Russ know who this famous Philadelphia athlete is contest. So hit us up. Hit Kyle at Twitter at Crossing Broad. Uh, no, oh, no, no, don't. Russ no, because Russ will check. We'll, we'll, we could come up with this, Adam. This is okay. this will be easy. All right. This will be easy. We'll just we'll just go the, to the roster. The Phillies. We'll just he go to the Russ. Phillies. Who's your second We'll pick? just go, go to the rosters from 2006, uh, and we'll stump them. Five, four, three, two, one. I, I said T.O. before. I'll, I'll take T.O. Okay, T.O. Ilya Brzgalov and T.O., they seem like they're going to mesh really well together. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know we I'm were just, going for cohesion here. Yeah, you're just building a, a house. Well, <laughs> isn't, isn't it all three of our houses together? No. no. We all oh. Oh. See, just, I thought we were doing it as. I'm just envisioning Billy Brzgalov walking around waxing poetic about Tio's dong. God, you're so weird. All right, Kyle. You have. <laughs> all right. You have. Uh, My, mine's a no-brainer here. Jeff Carter. I can't believe this guy's sitting available at six. I mean, Pat Burrell. Pat Burrell and Jeff Carter. Uh, yeah, you officially have the super like creepy vibe house now. Like girls are like, yeah, it's a cool house, but like all the guys are real creepy. And this one Kyle dude just walks around talking about dongs. Barely went over to Ilya Brzgalov's house, and there was some guy there that he couldn't stop staring at. He kept talking about a photo he had on his iPhone. Uh, and number three, so I it was a snake draft. I get the third. I, I think we do have to class it up with the third pick. You do need someone to keep it in line. Um, my, well. Yeah, I mean, in a, oh, fuck it. Let's go for fun. Chase Utley. Okay. Yeah. No, I think you uh, definitely have the biggest party house. I also think, yeah, I think your place is kind of creepy. All right, Russ? so I'm going to I'm gonna draft some muscle. I want to have somebody who's going to be able to bounce people out if they show up to the house. Yeah, I'm taking Donald, Br- Donald Brashear. <laughs> yeah, because there is... That- Dot, do you know what's funny is Tio is at a point in his life where if he w- if he was at a party with Ilya Brzgalyov and Donald Brashear and Russ, a.k.a. Joyon Broad, I think that's about where he is. Donald See, Br- I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got dynamic personalities. I've got deep conversation. Do- and, Donald Brashear. And, and, and <laughs> Donald Brashear was Russ's first favorite flyer. You guys are out of your mind. You're so weird. All right, so my house right now is it's the AI. first flyer he knew. <laughs> my house right now is AI Brian Dawkins. Me. This house is sick, and I almost went with Pete Incavilia, 
but I'm going to stay on the same team, and I'm going to go with 1993 John Crook. So I need I need someone busting balls. So I'm going to go 93 mullet John Crook with a with AI and Dawkins. I can guarantee you that Kyle's not showing up at that house because he hates Crook's voice. He does not like Crook. That's part of the reason I brought him in. It's it's a lot easier to not have to invite Kyle. Listen, I just you I have like the Crook oldest school Philly, like the oldest school Philly house on the block. It feels really good. You have I don't, the I don't know you have the dynamic. super creepy one, and Russ has the one where like you walk in and like those four are playing Magic the Gathering, and you're like, <laughs> this is not a party at all. I uh, I have an eclectic group. I think it's important to point out. Uh, you know what? Can we do this? Can we have people vote? I want people to vote on Twitter. Like, I feel like people are going to go with Adams because it is the most, you know, iconic Philly. Um, but I, I would like to know. You realize when Twitter. I put that tweet out, all the responses are going to be like, congratulations, your sports talk radio. <laughs> so what? We're, no, I actually I actually like the dynamic of these sorts of questions because it, it, it forces you to consider fit. Um, I, I kind of like the short house question, I, and I feel like that that is a good way to evaluate teams going forward. Like, could this line? Could you see this line or this uh, or this pairing or this starting five exist in a short house together? Yeah. So Russ is definitely so Kyle's uh, house is definitely a Sea Isle house. Like 100%. that's a hundred percent a Sea Isle. What shore then would Russ and mine be at? So Russ, Russ Ilya is Brig- brigantine. Ilya Brigantine. 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 I don't. I don't know what Brigantine is. Oh my god! I don't know what Russ knows anymore. <laughs> Obviously, not a lot. Unbelievable. Uh, mine might be a Kate May. <laughs> Yours is not Kate May. No. John, no way. Mullet Cruc- John Crook, Cruc- no. AI, and Dawkins. No. Vetner. No Vetner. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You're close enough to AC. Um, you know, but you're you're far enough away so you could have you can yeah, actually rent a house have, with health. We're gonna have to go wife. to Borgata. Yeah, yeah. because uh, yeah, exactly. It'll yeah. be dope. All right, I think that's a perfect time to wrap up. How does that sound? That works. Uh, we do this three times a week. We're not your one time a week podcast that uh, people get upset about. We do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Kyle's going to try and get this out as quickly as possible. Uh, as always, guys, uh, hit us up on iTunes. Uh, give us that five star review and a comment. There was one we were supposed to get to C Pooch 999. C Pooch, I promise we're going to get to your question about Camden. One of these days. It's oh, crap. Great. It's okay. That, uh, we We're still even, saying we his name. We teased that on Monday. See, that's I, why we aren't supposed to tease things to the yeah, next episode. Because there is no... Like, Kyle last night when he was coming up with the show sheet was like, yeah, these are all good things. And I said, yo, what about that question about Camden? And he's like, oh, man... I've, yeah, I, oh, we got to get it in. Like, I, I, I want to I give, give a real answer. There's someone I want to talk to first because I think we could actually – I think it's actually slightly maybe possible that the Sixers eventually would try and build in Kansas. Right, so but let, I, me give you, let me give you I some traditional media. See Pooch 999 We're going to get to your question. Kyle is efforting some context. So once he's done efforting, the context will get to you. Uh, the five-star reviews have been great as always. Twitter is fun. Uh, we'll have another show on Friday. I know I can tease that. But for now, uh, follow Russ at Joy on Broad, Kyle at Crossing Broad. I am at Adam Lefko. Uh, and for those other two dudes, we are out. Have a good day.